You're listening to DraftKings Network. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but what? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> This is our fucking city, and nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Welcome back to the Neighbor Active Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. I, before the show started, I said, Jake, start the clock. One hour. One hour. That's all. I, that's that's all I want to dedicate to this fucking team. I don't. It's want, all they deserve. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to be a negative Nancy. I'm not going to be negative. I'm definitely not going to go the negative route. But I'm not going to go the positive route either. They want to play like shit. I mean, who the fuck wants to spend two hours talking about this fucking baseball team right now? I don't. I don't. I refuse. I, I'll yeah. die. I, I, I'm going to watch a Titanic documentary tonight. I'll choke out a German Shepherd. We know you will. People I'm have been just, talking. I'm saying, you know what? I'm not scared to say it. I know. Also, you said you were donating a kidney. A kidney? Who said I was donating yes. a kidney? There were a couple of people that were saying that, that you were donating a kidney. That's con- congratulate. Thank you. To who? Hold on. Ready? Don't, don't know. Don't commit me to this. <laughs> don't hold thank the applause. You, Hashtag Please. thank you, Tyler. Hold the applause. Thank I do not you. have kidneys to give. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Thank you, Tyler. One kidney's not Hashtag running this thank operation. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. Saving lives. Thank you, Tyler. You're the best. Who am I saving? You're just, you're, don't worry about it. We're going to get you, you're going to get one of your kidneys. You're uh, a healthy guy. Are you healthy? You need to pay me. You need to pay me for the kidney. How much? How much? 150 bucks. Done. Okay. All right. Hit me up. 150 bucks for my kidney. Done. <laughs> 150 bucks. For Tyler's kidney. That's a good price. That's fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that. Um, shout out to Sharon, one of the listeners of the podcast. Uh, got to talk to her the other day. She was uh, the lovely lady that I got to take to Fenway uh, with her daughter. Um, so, yeah, I, I said that, you, that she could have your kidney. Honestly, for a cause like that, take it. Done. Uh, there you go. Take, hey, take you my know what? Tyler, let's go. Board. I don't need it anymore. Look at the way this team's playing. What am I going to do with two kidneys? You're the best. Hey, thank you, Tyler. Hashtag thank you, Tyler. Uh, I was watching this series, sitting there thinking to myself, or more questioning. It was a question. When's the last time that this team made me feel something? Oh, like I, suspense. I know. When? The ALCS you, in 2021? Oh, wow. If you're going that far, I was going to go back to the eight-game winning streak. Are we, gonna go, are we going beyond like yeah, actual? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But I feel like even, even the eight-game winning streak, it felt like a, like a like ominous like groundswell. Like, this could be something. This could be something. And then it just wasn't. And it's not. Like, it's just not. I think where the Red Sox sit right now at a dead even 530 and 30. Let me just pull up the Red Sox 2023 schedule. Okay. Let's pull up the Red Sox schedule um, on baseball reference. When I look they, at the June schedule, it makes me want to puke right now. They 
were five and five, ten and ten. Uh, they weren't twenty and twenty. They kind of got, got hot for a little bit, but now they have found their way to thirty and thirty. They have, for the most part, just been there. They're not bad. They're not good. They're just kind of there. And I feel like I've said that about the team last year. I'm saying it about the team this year. They are, uh, they're just kind of there. And that's not fun to watch, dude. Like, I, I need the, the eight game winning streak, that was fun. That was fun. I'm not going to be this spoiled, entitled baseball fan. Like, there are much worse situations around the league. I don't want to find myself in a situation where I'm like a St. Louis Cardinals fan where it's like, bro, you've had consistent winning for years and years and years. You had one bad month. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, they sounded ridiculous when they were complaining. If you're a Red Sox fan, I don't think that you're, you're delusional for complaining. The team is a, a top 10 payroll team. Uh, they're in last place again. How many times is that? Four out of the last five years? Yeah. Three out of the four under Bloom. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? This is... it, And and I, I know I saw... I don't want to name anything. I, I think... I Well, I can say it. Her name was like Linda. She was like going... <laughs> she's going oh, viral the season on ticket Red Sox thing. today. Yeah, like, you know, you know this trash... It's not a trash product. Like, they're still redeemable qualities about like they're not an abomination they're mid they're they are mid the red Sox are mid they are the definition of mid it's not like they it's not like they fell to 500 or they had to climb to get to 500 they've just always been hovering around or as i just pointed out at multiple points this season have had a 500 record like, that's who they are. Is that who they are going to remain? I can't answer that. And and I, I don't think that I'm being a homer here by being like, well, you just got to hang in there. You know, like last year, they had a really good month in, in fucking June. So you never know. Like, they could flip a switch. I, that's not what I'm saying. But we did hear that. Trevor Story could come back sooner than expected as just a DH versus like, oh, he's going to go out there. Is that I really going to turn the fucking yeah, season around? I think Cora was kind of telling you as well, like based on the way our roster is structured right now, that really does not do much for us and what, where we're at. We really need defensive Trevor Story more than anything. I think the hard part about all of this is we've seen when everything can kind of click for this team, when you can get it rolling in that eight game winning streak is there. Now you go nine and 16 after that. It's like, that's the life of a 500 team. The highs are going to be high. The lows are going to be low. And that's why you end up right in the middle. I think for where a lot of Red Sox fans are, though, overall is there was hope that at least on June 5th, it didn't feel like you were kind of falling out of things so quickly. And I think that goes into the team meeting today. Justin Turner after the game saying some very interesting stuff, being like, we need to believe in ourselves in this in this clubhouse right now, because that, that's really what the team meeting was about today. It was about us believing in ourselves. So it seems like there is some doubt in there. There's guys that maybe that confidence they were riding when everything was going right. It's kind of going by the wayside a little bit. And that's why they had that closed door meeting. But a lot of the things as a Red Sox fan, you were hopeful for entering the year, right? It was like, well, you know, you get hopefully you finish fourth. Like maybe the Orioles don't take that step forward or one of these other teams kind of falls off and you find a way. That doesn't look like the case. The team that had the best chance of maybe 
regressing or staying the same in the Orioles. They've torn it up more than anyone. They hold that first wild card. They're in second place in the AL East. Then you look out to the AL West, the Rangers. The Rangers are insanely good. They're killing it. 38 and 20. The Astros have shown up and are like, hey, we're not going anywhere. So before you know it, like you're five and a half back at 30 and 30. You're not you're three spots out of even being in the third wild card. So like how quickly you look at this entire picture here and you say, all right, well, yeah, they're going to straddle right around 500, but they're really not even going to be close to getting to a wild card spot or anything like that. That's a depressing reality. Uh, That's tough to face. And some of the things we are rooting for Chris sale, Chris sale is probably the best story on this team to start the year. You know, we haven't had a podcast since everything went down with him. Now we have that you've lost a John Schreiber. That was a key piece an anchor for this bullpen as a whole. Joelle now going down who sucked, but you know, another guy that was supposed to be part of this team. It just feels like it's all piling on right now. And it, it's not exactly like it was in July where all those injuries happened. Story, Sale, Strom last year. But I think that's what they are trying to get in front of where they're like, damn, we have a really tough stretch coming up. If this continues to snowball, we are going to fall out of this thing significantly very fast. You can't afford another 9 and 16 stretch here after doing that. You need to get right. And I think that's why you see Cora's frustration boiling over. And that's why you see the players are they're trying to get everyone on the same page. They're trying to get some momentum going. Yeah. Like having a team meeting. I mean, you're second in like three weeks. I really wish that that didn't come out. I, agree I really wish. Like having a fucking team meeting before you go up against the best pitcher in the American League and the best <laughs> team in baseball. Now you're just setting yourself up. You have a team meeting and then you go out there and fucking lose. You look stupid. It's embarrassing. A lot of it is embarrassing. The fucking little league home run is embarrassing. The the throwing errors, embarrassing. Like guys not knowing how many fucking outs there are. And I feel bad for Cora because he's he's the one that has to sit up there at the end of the day and be like, hey, you know, like the defense, like that's on me. It's I'm the manager of the team, right? Like that starts with me. Like we got to coach them better. Are they going to be better by tomorrow? I don't know. Like he, he like he's get, these are fucking major league baseball players. Like the little it, league home run bullshit shouldn't be happening. The defensive miscues that we've seen so many of so far to start the year, that shit shouldn't be happening. Like that's not a coaching. You don't have to. This isn't fucking high school baseball where you have to coach players into being able to play defense at, a, at an average level. I feel like that's all we're asking for. This team wasn't constructed to be some fucking defensive specialist team. No, but Alex Cora having to sit there and take the brunt of it and be like, hey, it starts with me. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to pull players aside and be like, there are three outs in a fucking inning. OK, you back up this guy and get, yeah. when the throw comes down here. This yeah, is what you need fucking to do. this is first base. You throw it to his fucking glove. What does he have to do? Like what? I get it. Like he's being accountable. People want accountability. People are like, hey, uh, who like no one is coming forward saying like taking any accountability. All right, well, Alex Cora is doing it. Is Alex Cora out there fucking uh throwing balls into the stands and, and doing all this shit? No. Like it, and it sucks because I feel like Kike, while again, I've said this before, while he says that shortstop is his preferred position, guess what? It's not. It's not. Like he, we saw today, great center fielder. He fucking robbed the, the home the run. Yeah, robbed the home run, makes a sliding catch coming in. Like he can throw. I believe he was in center field for uh, the, the relay that cut down Judge at the plate for the wild card game, correct? 
Correct. So like he can play a great center field. No one's going to sit here and say this guy's in, in, and I was going to say this too. Uh, I just didn't, like. I didn't think that it added any value to the conversation, but obviously we're going to talk about it here when Kike, what was it uh, on Saturday that he had the two throwing yeah, errors like, in the same inning? So that happens and you're sitting there asking yourself the question. This has to be mental, right? Like it, it's got to be a mental thing because he's he's athletic as fuck. He can play an above average center field in the major leagues. It's not the issue of getting to the baseball. What is it all but one of his errors are throwing errors? Yeah. 12 out of 13, 14. What is it? It's, I think it's 11 out of 13, technically. Okay. I mean, those are all throwing errors. Like, that's going to be like, it, it, it. His issue has never been. I, I mean, I, I took a bad route. I took a bad first step. I couldn't get to the ball. I'm not quick enough. Didn't have a glove there. I booted the ball. No, he gets to the baseball just fine. It's all throwing. It's just, it's, it's got to be in his head. But uh, now we're at a point. Christian Arroyo is back. Uh, you're going to start to see a lot of guys moving around now. Rymel Tapia. Was that a surprise DFA for you? Uh, a lot of people were shocked. I wasn't uh, personally. I, I understand, you know, Tapia has been fine. He, he's been solid. I, he's got his job done. He's been a really good pinch hitter hitting over 300 in those spots. But overall, like it's a below average bat. It doesn't offer much power. Yes, he offers you speed. But when you're talking, you know, him versus Duran, Jaron Duran's faster. Like th- that's a guy that can fill that role. I think where the like, confusion for a lot of people was, well, what like Tapia can play a part-time role, Duran, you could option, right? Cora, I think they look at it and they're telling you, and it's what this whole year has been. It's the same conversation we have with Casas, why Houck's still in the rotation, why Whitlock's out there. It's about development. And they look at Duran and they say, all right, well, this guy came up. He made it click. He made the adjustment. Yeah. Has he struggled? 100% the last couple of weeks. I think he's hitting under 200 since like May 6th or whatever it is. is. Him and Emmanuel Valdez have both done the same. Valdez, it's time to go down. Um, I, I thought that move might have happened right now a little faster than making a decision here. But I think with Duran, Cora said it like we're going to try. We're going to find a way for him to get regular at bats. How they're going to do it beats me. It, it's not going to be easy to orchestrate this lineup. It's, you know, Kike's playing center field against lefties now. So what are you going to do? Are you going to take Casas out those days? You move Turner to first base on those days. Then you kind of rotate. Yoshida or Duvall, you know, you probably want Duvall in the outfield because he's a good outfielder uh, and you keep Kike in center. Then you can have a really nice defensive outfield on those days and you let Yoshida rest. But the Red Sox defense as a whole, they're 26 in baseball in terms of defensive runs saved at minus 17, negative 10 outs above average, 26 in baseball, 39 errors tied for the second most, 24 throwing errors first. Shout out Kike Hernandez. What the scary part about that is the way this team was built was not to miss bats. That's not what this team was. All the offseason talk was about getting this defense better. And, you know, there's plenty of blame to put on roster construction and injuries, right? Like we know how many middle infielders deep they are at this point. Um, But, you know, I think my issue at times is Kike and the leash. How long were you going to let this go? I was proud of Cora for finally pulling the cord on it today and being like, hey, we're going to put Pablo Reyes out there. Yeah, he made an error, but you see it improves the overall team. Kike, it's just in his head at this point. Um, Those throws, it's doing too much. It's just... It's not great. And you see the kind of boost he got just being back in center field and being in an element where he can, you know, make an impact and make those plays. It's just, I think for where the Red Sox are right now is they know they need to clean up the defense. That's the first thing, because if they can't help these pitchers, they're screwed. It's never going to work that way. And that started in the first game. Garrett Whitlock getting screwed over by Kike. 
And, you know, errors are errors. I get it. But you're making the guy throw more pitches. You're making him give up runs. You can't do that to young pitchers. It's no. not fair to them. It happened to Tanner Houck, who did not do himself any favors with some of the happened walks. Happened to Whitlock. Well. Happened to Bale. Like, you just can't do that to these guys if you want them to become who they are. And they're just not at the point where they're good enough to get over that. Chris Sale? Chris Sale can get over that when he's healthy. These guys can't. So you're putting your own players, young players in a bad position. It's just that, that it's bad baseball. That's what bad yeah. baseball will do to you. But I think, you know, the reinforcements are here. The reality is the depth. They hit their wall. Valdez hit his wall. I think Duran's hit his wall in some ways. Kike even playing out of position at shortstop and trying to make it happen. They got you through really two months of the season. You can't sustain that anymore. It's no. just not working. No. And ultimately that comes down on Heim. Like this is how many years in a row now where you've had pretty primary positions occupied by guys who shouldn't be there or guys that that's not their primary position. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm pretty frustrated. I don't know if you can tell, but like, I'm fucking, I'm sick of watching mediocre to bad baseball. I'm fucking sick of it. Like I'm, I I've done my best to not sound like a spoiled entitled Red Sox fan. Like you can wave it in your face. Yeah, they've won four World Series titles, more World Series titles than than any organization since 2004. That's great. 2018 was a long time ago now. In baseball world, like talk about half a fucking decade. I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, like, you know, try waiting 108 years like the Chicago Cubs and, you know, the Red Sox had to wait 86 years in between titles. And I'm not even asking for a World Series title. I'm I'm asking to be relevant. I'm asking to be relevant. You know how depressing it is when you see the Celtics every year. You can pencil them. In. Where are they going to finish? They, you know, they're the favorites to win the NBA title. You know, the Boston Bruins, best record of all time. And then you get the fucking Patriots. Like they'll they'll gargle the Patriots' balls on sports radio, even if they oh. fucking go zero and sixteen. Same pick as the friggin' Red Sox in the draft, fourteenth overall. But you know the Patriots, almighty, let, let's bow down to them because yeah, they're so it's fascinating. So they're just as mid. annoying. Oh my god, football! Like at some point, the football bubble's got to burst, and you've just got to say. I and I will say this: if you're a Boston sports fan and your favorite Boston sports team is whoever's good. Good for you. That good for you. Like you're a consumer. This is the product. You're investing your time. Time is money. And it's not even just that. Like in terms of entertainment, you've got four Boston sports teams. Two of them are really good. One of them is mediocre. The other one is the Red Sox. And you've got Hulu, you've got Netflix. I don't know if we have a, an ad read for Max somewhere in here. You got the HBO Max. You've got all kinds like that's why the Red Sox, their competition, like if we're talking about selling tickets, if you're talking about selling merch and whatever, uh, the Red Sox fan being the consumer, you're not competing against other teams in the league. You're not competing just against uh, other sports franchises in the city of Boston. You're competing against all these other forms of entertainment. People, baseball is a long fucking season. People will just ultimately say this shit ain't worth my fucking time. And I would to that, I would say, I agree. I agree with you. Like, it's not worth my time. I fucking I'll sit there and try to watch a Red Sox game and to feel anything like it's almost like being a fuck fucking porn addict and 
you're you can't even like get off unless it's unless they're like beating each other with wrenches and shit and using bondage and tying each other up to telephone poles. Like that's where I'm at with the Red Sox. I'm just trying to feel anything because now like I don't I don't even I don't even get like sad when they lose. I'm just like, all right, I feel like that's that's part of trust the process. That's like part of it, right? It's like one step just forward. Fucking, it's one step gonna, back. Yeah, they're going to lose some. They're going to win some. Like you don't. They, they, I, this team is not going to go on some. 15 game losing streak. They're not the Oakland A's. They you already had the eight game winning streak. So it's like you already saw that card. They played that one. So what is it? They're just going to they're going to win a series. They're going to lose a series. They're going to win three straight. They're going to lose five straight. It's it's painful. It's a painful brand of baseball. I, I resonate with Seattle Mariners fans. They are also in baseball purgatory. It might be worse for them. Because they were just in the playoffs last year. And based on their roster, they have stars. They have fucking Julio Rodriguez. They've got like Luis Castillo. Like they've got names. They've got young, exciting pitchers that are better than your young, exciting pitchers. Like that's a team that they are absolutely stuck in baseball purgatory. Like they're about where you are record wise. And if you're a Mariners fan, you just waited 21 fucking years to get back to the playoffs and you got there. And now this is what they're trotting out there. That's frustrating. I get it. Like there are, there are fans who are in worse situations, but for us, the 162 guys, we're going to watch this team no matter what, like the, the, the fans that I'm talking about right now, where there are other options and they will consume other content in, in other places. I'm, I'm in prison. I, I am in jail. We can't leave. I, I'm in jail. I have one fucking TV in my cell and the only thing that it shows is the fucking Boston Red Sox. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I want to have, but I know that I'm stuck with it and just give me something. Give me some, make me feel anything. Losing three out of four to the Tampa Bay Rays was about as predictable as it was going to get. Like I almost predicted fuck it. I, who predicted it? Was it you or was it Jake? Uh, no, obviously Pete not went. Jake. Jake fucking I went. I think sweet. Pete went. Uh, Pete three went out of one four out for the race. Yeah, so I would. That was where I was going to go, but because Pete picked it, I was like, all right, then I'll be the guy that goes fucking three out of four. But that's what my gut said. I was like, they might win a game. I'm not going to predict them to get swept, but they might win one, and that's what happened. And and then you look at it on Twitter, people are like, oh, well, you know, the Rays, they're super lucky. The Rays are lucky, and you know, they they got all these like bad ball. Uh, shitty expected average in, in low exit velocity, lucky bloop hits and blah, blah. Dude, they got the best fucking offense in baseball. What are you talking about? They'd even hit a homer off of you and they still took three out of four. This team has done nothing need but to. smack homers. They don't They're just that need above to. you. They are better than you at everything. Better starters. In a big way. Better relievers. Better offense. They're better looking than you. It's fucking crazy. They are so much better. And, but again, like the division was never the goal. We never started. We never opened the season being like, man, we really got to make a run for first place. No, that was never the if the Red Sox were going to make the playoffs this year, which I still believe that they can. Despite this rant where I'm just fucking I hate, hate this team right now. Uh, I still think that there is a path to the postseason. I don't want you to listen to this and be like, all right, let's pack it up. You know, let's start focusing on 2024. I don't feel that way. I'm just frustrated and fucking sick of watching this brand of baseball. I'm sick of being in baseball purgatory where I watch my baseball team and they're just kind of fucking there. That's it. 
Yeah, I think the purgatory thing, right? Like there, there's needed context, right? In a bridge year, I, I think if you ask the Red Sox front office, like what they view this as, it's about what they thought it was, right? Like they, I don't think they ever thought of themselves. They may put up the act and say, you know, every year is about championships. When they didn't go over the luxury tax, it, it was basically saying, yeah, we're a mediocre-ish team. If things click the right way, you know, if Chris Sale stays healthy, if, you know, we don't lose key guys, all this stuff, you know, some guys have a career year, some of the younger guys take a step forward. Yeah, we'll be in the conversation. If not, we'll be right around 500. That That's about what you are, right? Like, this is kind of what the idea for them this year was when they kind of had the outlook and it's just frustrating that this is where you are in this point of the process. And I think we've hit on that a million times on here, but it's the brand like you're kind of hinting at. It's the way the games are being played. That's bothering me the most. Yeah. 30 yes. and 30 sucks. Why but do you if think I, Alex, do you think Alex Cora got ejected today? Because I mean, he even said it after he was like, yeah, like I came out and it was arguing bar- balls and strikes like the pitch. The pitch in question was a strike. The umpire was correct, but it was something about like a pitch clock violation that didn't get ref called. Snyder. But ref Snyder was the out seven. there. Do you, do you think he was ejected today because of that? Or was it just like, God damn it. Like we're playing this shit brand of baseball. It must drive him bananas. Well, think about when, the whole coaching staff of those infielders. It's Ramon Vasquez and Carlos Febles. Both guys are infielders. They both are. in. So you got three guys who prided themselves in defense and being infield instructors. And then that's what's happening in front of them. Of course, it's frustrating. And I think that's where the root of this is. 30 and 30. If you told me on March 25th, the Red Sox were 30 and 30, I'd say, yeah, that's about where we had them. You know what I mean? I bet there's been some fun times and good times. What's been so discouraging the last 16 games or so is nothing ever clicks. This team is never going on all cylinders like we saw during that eight game winning streak. And we're not asking them to do it eight games in a row. Do it one game in a row. Pitch well, hit well, and clean up in the bullpen and play good defense. Just do it all for nine innings. That's all we want. They haven't done that in so long. It's been such a long time since we got any kind of consistency in that manner. And you look at this series own, even the first game you won. Congrats. It was a bullpen game for them. And their bullpen has been the most disappointing part of that squad. I think they're bottom 10 in the ERA, but you look at the rest of the series. It's just like, Errors one game, bullpen leaking when you didn't want it. Maybe some questionable managerial decisions we'll probably hit on in game two that I wasn't a fan of that I, I didn't think was the best. Then you have Tanner Houck go out there and he's walking the friggin' world and you can't hit. It's just the last three games, the offense completely died on you. Dead I mean, offense, bad it, defense. I'm like, not going to get on the offense for fucking getting shut down by Shane McClanahan. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just no, not going to today, but the last two days before that, Tosh Bradley's now too. Like, I mean, that bullpen is not that good for Tampa Bay, and you had your chances. And even Shane McClanahan, you had your shot in the first inning. You did. You had two guys on, and you didn't capitalize there. It, yeah. Uh, you know, it's Shane McClanahan. Great. The last two nights, you've also taken off. So go out there and win a friggin' series because this team, what did we give them so much credit for a couple weeks ago? They were cleaning up on some of the best arms in the games. That's what this offense was doing because they were patient and there was some tough Babbitt block overall, but eventually it's, hey, you got to show up. You had that chance in the first inning. You know, with a pitcher of that caliber, if you don't get to him early, you're fucked. He's going to settle in. What did he do? He settled in. How how often is Shane McClanahan going to walk two guys in the first inning? I would, if I would venture to guess, he hasn't done that this year. No, it, I know he's had some walk issues overall, but like those are the opportunities there. And you you go to the other games as well, like, you know, game three where you lose six two. where was your your offense really just never gave you much of anything after early in the game. 
as Kluber gave it away, they were just kind of dead the rest of the way through. You go to game two, you were only in playing in the ninth inning because they dropped the friggin' pop-up. If Brandon Lau never drops that pop-up, it's 2-1 and that's game. Yeah. So like you got brought back into that game and it took their bullpen absolutely shitting the bed. Jalen Beeks not being able to get outs in that first game. That, that's like the only reason why the Red Sox didn't get swept is because fucking Jalen Beeks sucks. Like the Red it. Sox, the Red Sox won one game in this series because a former Red Sox pitcher sucked. That's why you, you had one big hit in a four game series. And it was Justin Turner who hit that three run double off the monster. He had a homer today, but that was your one big hit with runners in scoring position where you kind of just put a bunch of runs on the board and you open it up. Duran had a single Yoshida had the RBI double during there, but like, that's what it is. And even a day today, like today, how often are you going to rob two fucking homers? You rob two homers, two great <laughs> plays that, you know, spark you. I wonder the last time a team robbed two homers in the same game, never wow. mind back to back innings. And that's where it was. It's like, if you had gotten on McClanahan early, if you, you know, those defensive plays, you kind of spark something. Before you knew it, once he settled in, the game's over right there. And there wasn't, you know, as the game went along as well, you just never had that feeling, oh, they were going to come back. And that was a feeling we all felt the first five or six weeks of that season where it was like, hey, we're down. Let's see what happens lately. And it's, that's not a sustainable way to play. And I think that's where the Red Sox are right now, where you can't do this all the time. And now you're going through these stretches where you're getting your ass kicked and you're nine and 16 in the last 25. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. And I think that, that kind of answers the question, right? Because we were talking about this last episode. Why, if the offense is exactly the same and the starting pitching got better, have the Red Sox not won as many games in April as they did in May? And it was, I mean, the defense is just bad. The defense is bad. You've you've given games away because of how poorly you've played defense. Um, and now the bullpen isn't perfect anymore. Think about Think about now how many games the Red Sox should have won because they got, I don't want to call it rare, good starts from guys. Because like it, it, at one point, it, it was no longer rare from Chris Sale. It was expected. Yes, he had a rough couple, three call, whatever the fuck, three, four starts in April. And then after that, he was in cruise control. He was automatic. You knew that you were getting a, a good to great start from Chris Sale. But James Paxton, I mean, there are certain games this season that you got great starts and lost the baseball game. And the rotation was supposed to be somewhat of an Achilles heel. It, it has been. Um, so when you've gotten good starts, I mean, like they've they've wasted good starts from just about everybody. Like the Cardinals and the Angels series are all that plays through my head. Yeah. Those I mean, are the series where like, you know, we talk about moments and where this season can go in one direction or another. And I thought today was one as well. I thought this was a sneaky, really big game for them where you split the series. You know, you kind of get your head above water. You're over 500 again. Getting swept by the Cardinals when you had two wins in your pockets, throwing two games away against the Angels when you got the pitching you needed. You, how much how much can you depend on James Paxson? And now, like you mentioned, Chris Sale, the guy, the one person you could depend on every fifth day to get that job done. That you're like, hey, he, you know, if the other four don't got us, he got us. Yeah, I need to we talk about I need to talk about the Chris Sale thing as an entirely separate thought, because I just uh, some of the reaction on Twitter was it made me want to get on a rocket ship to Jupiter. People I don't even suck. know if they can sustain life there. I don't care. I, I, I care. send me there so I can die. 
I highly considered going to Jupiter. Um, but speaking of outer space, blue moon. Mm. Blue moon's in space? Well, it's it's a fucking moon, Tyler. Get it? Oh. Do you Good get take. it? Yeah, moon. Moon like our moon. Mm-hmm. There's other moons I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are other. We have a moon. I heard there are, there's a secret moons. second moon. For the Earth? Yeah. It was like a conspiracy. Look it up. Look it up. Reach out to me, moon people who research this kind of stuff. Um, I think it's called Moon 2. That's the best they could do? I don't know. It's, it's like, a big oh, wow. Deal. We discovered a second moon. What do we call it? This is incredible. How about Moon 2? Yes. Yes, oh. I love it. Here we go. Oh, although the moon is Earth's only natural. Se- oh. I don't even know who this could be. There's no catch up. No, I know. We're talking about the moon right now. What about it? Uh, Tyler is telling me that they discovered a second moon and the moon best two. name that they could come up with is Moon 2. Is that correct? For this planet? The Earth, yeah. Hmm. I feel like this would have been more in the news. That's what I'm saying. Like, how did that just slip across the radar? Can I update you? Sure. I feel Earth's- like Moon 2 gets the people going. <laughs> I, I, apparently, I didn't call it by its correct name. Uh, no I'm about shit. to use some terminology here, so please <laughs> beware. Uh, okay. Earth's second moon is a quasi-satellite known as Kami Ola Lewa. Oh, what? We knew that. I, I know. And we also have many moons I'm reading as well. Wait, hold we on. We have tons of satellites, yeah. Like, just small rocks, basically. Oh, wait. Is that what quasi-satellite means? Oh, my God. How is a satellite yeah, like, a moon? It's not. For sure, it isn't. But it's like revolver. Revolves. Yeah, revolves around the Earth. It's, like it's a very small asteroid. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I was talking about this whole time. That's not a fucking moon. Dude, it's called, it's the second moon. No. 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 And no. that's what Google's telling me. You ever heard of brightly.eco? No. And it's what NASA I, uses. No, it's not. And I, I mean, it, you can't just be an asteroid that gets caught in the Earth's gravitational pull and then call yourself a moon. <laughs> that's just. That's not how that works at all. That's like, you know what that is, Tyler? That's like if your fucking stupid ass ran on the track at a NASCAR event and just started running around the tractor in a race. And you're like, look at me. Look at me. I'm a race car. I'm a race car. Skirt. No, you're not, dude. You're not. You're all not. I'm saying is you'll talk that shit to me. But if you saw the 65 foot <laughs> asteroid, you ain't doing shit. That shit's fucking you up. You know how long 65 That's feet is? That's not a moon. Is? I would say it to his face. Not it's a, a smaller like, moon. Not a moon. It's a smaller it's not a moon. moon. Not a moon, dude. It's really not. And and trust me, I'm not. I'm not out here trying to be the moon denier guy. Like I would love. I would welcome a second moon. I would. But what you're it's talking here. about? Not a moon. No way. No way. Jake, is that a moon? Definitely not a moon. It's dude, not Jake's a moon, not a dude. fucking it's astronaut, not. dude. He's not a fucking astronaut. How do you know what Jake does? He He's usually just like on the podcast and then he just disappears oh, oh. half the time. Where do you think he is? Well, well, as someone who knows an astronaut, 
Who? I watch yourselves. Tristan Casas? Yes, Tristan. I was actually just about to say Tristan Casas. You Casas. don't know Tristan Casas. Uh, you don't know that. Phone. I have a cell phone number. I do. Let me text bro right now. Hold up. Yeah, text him. Ask him. Be like, yo, is, is there a such thing as a second moon? What up, little bro? <laughs> you, call, you call him <laughs> little bro? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm older than him. By how much? A couple years. What is, what is he, 23? Uh, how old are you? 40? 20 fucking five, dude. <laughs> uh, I, yo, little bro, they're sleeping on you. They don't realize you've been an above league average hitter since May 1st. Listen, remember, uh, this is not about this is not. Uh, we're not sleeping on Tristan Casas. Coley, where are you at on Tristan Casas? Big fan. Um, what I like, what I prefer, he'd be hitting 600. Like always, definitely. But am I dissuaded by his future with the team? None whatsoever. No, me neither. Me neither. I'm pretty content about it. The worst part of Twitter right now are the people who think Bobby Delbeck should come up for him. I think Bobby Delbeck should come should come up, but not at Tristan Casas's expense. No, we need a shortstop. Bob, stop. No, dude. Do you want to take this team to an even lower level? Suck on it. I want. I want Bob playing. I want Bob playing shortstop every day, even when Alex Trevor Story Cora, comes back. Alice Cora legit said, hey, Bobby Delbeck's fucking Barry Bonds. He's in 10 homers in 18 games. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this team cannot play defense. He is not joining this ball club. He didn't say Enjoy that. Worcester. That's what word for say? word what he said. What did he say? Bob, he was basically like, that's cool. That's cool that Bobby Delbeck's playing well. Bob's had more success at shortstop than the Earth had that's more moves. That's uh, I disagree with that. I think there's more moons than Bobby Delbeck has big league hits this year. No, 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 no. Two moons, one Bobby Delbeck hit in the bigs? Like, when the moon is out, it's so bright because the sun's like, everyone, look at this fucking moon. If there was a second, you can see other planets from this planet. In this second moon, you think, what is it, hidden behind the other, the actual moon? No, it's smaller, so you have to look for it. It's like a, what do you call those things? Uh, constellations? Constellations. You think constellations are smaller than moons? Well, they're like stars. You have to look for them to connect the dots. This is a small asteroid. The sun's a star, and it's fucking, it takes up so much of the sky. Well, That's think about it. Here. Okay, so th- this is my whole point here. Thank you for setting this up for me. The sun is like the first moon. All the little stars or oh, like the second God. moon. Case closed. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. We're going to call it a Tyler Talk. Jupiter has, oh, Jupiter has like nine moons, something I've always been jealous of. And here and there was a moon too, only to be found out there was like a pebble floating by. It was so disappointing. 65 foot pebble. Yeah, and it's all perspective, really. It's all relative, right? If that pebble hit Boston, we'd no longer have a city. I disagree with it that. Obviously, it obviously tried to, and it got stopped. It didn't even get in the club. Like well, Big Brother Moon stopped him. Mm-hmm. No. We've had asteroids get right past the fucking moon and wipe out entire species of dinosaur. True. Uh, we've had asteroids hit this planet and bring it water. This planet has been pelted by asteroids. And this one couldn't even sneak past because it's tiny. Yeah, it's like the it hubs chose the moon of life. asteroids. Yeah, 
It's like a little bitch. <laughs> what the second moon do to you guys? We interrupt Tyler's stupid fucking moon two theory to bring you a word from our sponsor. Because unlike moon two, blue moon is an actual moon. And it's also an actual beer. Beer is a tried and true baseball tradition, but Blue Moon is the only beer brewed by baseball. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. Make it your one-of-a-kind baseball tradition whether you're at the park or watching from home. I need a Blue Moon basically every time Tyler talks. You never know what's going to come out of Tyler's mouth, but you know it's probably going to be pretty stupid. Unless it's about the Red Sox. Astronomy, on the other hand? I wouldn't trust Tyler for a second about that. The only thing I'd trust Tyler less with than astronomy is taking care of my dog. Tyler Milliken, big Red Sox guy, definitely not an astronomer, and probably the worst guy to ever do it when it comes to dogs. With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a -a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something one-of-a-kind? Its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantee a -a one-of-a-kind beer experience perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful bright color, a beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Keep baseball traditions alive with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's a -a one-of-a-kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared to find Blue Moon delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared. Blue Moon, made brighter. Celebrate responsibly Blue Moon Brewing Company Golden Colorado Ale. I mean, it's just not a moon, okay? If if it were a moon, I'd welcome it. This This, whatever you're talking about, this little pebble, this little speck of dust up there. It's a, it's, it's insulting is what it is. From time.com. Earth Mm -hmm. has a second moon for another 300 years at least. Okay. It's a shot clock. We put a pitch (laughs) clock on the moon. Well, I think then it will come down and it will kill everybody. No. I hope so. The the, the fucking atmosphere is burning that thing up. If it hit Boston, no one would notice. Mm. Come kill me, second moon. Yeah. Be like, did that bird just die? Oh no, that's that's a softball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Second, the second moon. I don't believe in it. All hype. All hype. The second moon is kind of like the tray ball of moons. <laughs> oh, poor tray ball. He's a big that's uncalled for. Listen, he, tray ball loves listening to the show. <clears throat> no, he doesn't. Uh-huh. And yes, he does. And I would love to have him on. But only to talk about um, astronomy. I don't want to talk about his career. I want to talk about no. baseball. Um, Trey Ball has an open invitation to join the podcast to talk about the solar system, his theories on black holes and uh-huh. the universe, uh, if he would like to. But I don't. I don't want to. I don't want him to come on to talk about baseball. Jake, book a Trey Ball if you will, please. Can we get John Denny that episode as well? Who? Oh, you don't remember John Denny? Who got like the DUI like a month after getting drafted by the Red Sox? The catcher? I mean, that, that's just classic. Uh, I want to say it was 2013. It might have been that same year. It's been a long time. Hold on. John uh, Denny? Third round, 2013. Yeah. Was Trey Ball 2013? Yes. No way. 
No way. Of course, it was after 2012. Sounds right. Sounds right. 2013? I was a freshman in high school. You're a freshman in high school? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Cole, you got any thoughts on the Sox? They fucking couldn't have picked a worse time to start stinking it up. Like, do you think they? Do you they're, think they're stinking it up, or do you think they're just playing the Rays? <laughs> they're what four and ten. Their last fourteen. Do they? They didn't play the Rays fourteen times. Well, they're one and seven against the Rays. Sure, yeah, but one of those was what, like the third series of the year. I don't. I don't. You could play the Rays at any time. You're probably not winning a lot. The Reds games. took two out of three from you. Yeah. You're right. Well, that was mostly your fault. That was covered in the last show. That is fuck um, you, Coley. Yeah, that's true. Objective. Objective. You were more focused on the Red Sox and not rocks that you want to call moons. Is insane. Right. Um, He's also a serial killer. I'm not. Mm-hmm. A, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would let. What? What's easier to yeah. choke out, Coley? A German Shepherd or a spider? Like are you talking about like tactically? Yes. Then for sure the shepherd. Thank you. That's <laughs> all that's all I needed. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we had this conversation last episode and people were commenting about how we already Coley and I had a conversation about spiders at some point during the section. Oh, uh, there's mm-hmm. so many. There's so many of them. Conversations about spiders? No, that just the conversation about spiders was me having you get, and we can play this game again because you don't even remember it. Mm-hmm. How many spiders do you think there are on on the planet? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's got to be five hundred thousand. Oh my dude, god, there's probably five hundred thousand in your fucking bed right now. <laughs> Not even <laughs> in the right ballpark. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be. It's like eight septillion or so. Like it's not even a number I've said before. It's that many. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's probably like at least there is objectively 700,000 spiders in your house right now. Mm-hmm. My house? Mm-hmm. Your my yep. house? How many spiders are <laughs> in, in Tyler's the world? house? Uh, there's, I mean, there's 50,000 known species in the world. Okay. How many? Good pace. Oh my God! How many spiders are in the world population? According to the study, there are quadrillions of spiders sure. in the world. To clarify, a quadrillion is one followed by fifteen zeros. Alternatively, it is a billion times a million. <laughs> That's how many fucking spiders there are in the world. Five hundred k, Tyler. You I was, idiot. I was trying to, it's like Price is Right. No, you no. No, oh, no, 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 no. Listen, the spider to human though? ratio is two point eight million. There are so what? many spiders, dude. <laughs> like I fucking, I told you, I I see about fifty a day in my house. I just walk past them and I dap them up. Like I don't care. You have to. You got to play that game because. The biggest thing we've got going for us is our connectivity from person to person. Mm-hmm. If the spiders ever figure out those numbers, it's like, oh, we got 
million to one ratio. Oh like, yeah, we're cooked. We're Individually cooked. Yeah, they could take over the world if they wanted to right now. They just don't have the oh, infrastructure tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they they just haven't figured out. I don't even think I was going to say the technology. I don't even think that they need technology to take us down. I was going to say they've got pretty good tech built in. <laughs> the venom and whatnot. They got good tech. Yeah, I mean, I don't like I don't know what the plan is would be the plan of attack like do you just go man to man how do you do that how many how many spiders do you need to kill one person if you don't have like a venomous bite because most of them don't right i don't know about most i mean you just heard there were fifty thousand species like individual species so i don't i would i would wager a quarter of them are venomous there Um, there are more than fifty thousand species of spiders worldwide of all these species 30 are known to be venomous and can kill humans. Okay, that's known. Uh, I don't like the way they phrase that. Did they cast <laughs> all fifty thousand? I find that hard to believe. Well, um, even even there, like it's it's like 30, 30 out of fifty thousand. So it's like, all right, cast it up. Let's just give them a hundred, a hundred species out of the fifty thousand. Like that's not. You're still talking about basically fifty thousand species of spiders that. That, like what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah, I think immediately we have to strike an accord with like the birds. I think birds eat a lot of spiders, so we'd have to get the birds on our side. Yeah, uh, those those attacks from above swooping down uh, really might be our only hope. I don't know what else eats spiders. Probably something. Uh, definitely frogs, right? The frogs eat spiders. I'm sure there are some frogs. Sure I bet you frogs. we need to go. I don't. I yeah. We need to have it both. Like consider, consider the birds to be our fighter pilots, but our mm-hmm. tanks on the ground got to be the reptiles. Like reptiles, right. I bet go go nuts over eating spiders. So my only concern with the birds and the and the reptiles is remember that those dinosaurs we were talking about earlier. The birds and the amphibians were here too, and the reptiles like they just figured out like crocodiles saw all the dinosaurs dying just because they were just like they had their eyes poking out of the water they were like man that's much for them um so they kind of historically stay on the sidelines yeah so we'd have to do some real convincing um especially the birds i don't think they i don't think they really care who wins in that scenario i'm seeing birds i'm seeing lizards so we we cover we covered those toads kind of fits in the same category for me but i'm also seeing fish how do fish eat spiders? Well, can't we also add the mosquitoes as victims of the spider community to join us as well? But they can't. They don't have. Yeah. They don't have what it takes to go toe to toe. So we're protecting like, them, basically. Monkeys. And I don't know if I can. I can forgive uh, mosquitoes for all they've done to humanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Uh, the list of animals that eat spiders, humans are on here. That has to be accidental. There's no way people are just like going to the store, buy spiders to cook them up. I saw 6 9 eat a spider the other day. Who's that? He's a rapper. <laughs> hmm. I don't know yeah. what we'd call him. Yeah. Good take, Coley. Um, the, um, I, I remember a stat, I'm going to put stat in air quotes here. I think the, the average human accidentally eats eight spiders throughout the course of their life while they're asleep. I thought you were going to say a year. Right, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's why I put that in quotes. I think it was one of those like urban legends, but just based on the numbers, I think it's probably true. 
I mean, put it this way, Coley. Like, how many times have you woken up and like gone to brush your teeth and noticed that you had spider remains in your mouth? Never. No, no, not once. No. I ate an ant once. You're a fucking idiot. I'm trying to, I want some real scientific backing behind the eat spiders thing. I'm seeing 20 in a lifetime right now, about four per year. Oh, wait. Luckily, luckily for all of us, this is from scientificamerican.com. Very prestigious, very prestigious. Uh, Mm -hmm. Luckily for all of us, the quote fact that people swallow eight spiders in their sleep yearly isn't true. Not even close. The myth flies in the face of both spider and human biology, which makes it highly unlikely that a spider would ever end up in your mouth. Three or four spider species live in most North American homes, and they all tend to be found either tending their webs or hunting in non-human infested areas. During their forays, they usually don't intentionally crawl into bed because it offers no prey, unless it has bed bugs, in which case that person has bigger problems. Spiders also have no interest in humans. Spiders regard us much like they'd regard a big rock. We're so large that we're really just a part of the landscape to spiders. I feel like that depends on the size of the spider. I don't yeah, think. I would agree with that. Yeah. I, if we get, if we have, you know, there's definitely like I, down in Austin, Texas, I saw a spider that was like the size of a Frisbee. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. That's why um, I won't go to Australia. Brazil, Brazil's got those, those horrifying spiders that bite your, bite you and make your dick explode. Your dick explodes from a spider? Yeah, it's a tough scene. Dick I mean, if if uh, not to give not to give the terrorists any ideas, but wouldn't you wouldn't you just get the dick exploding spiders and and somehow breed them and unleash them in America? Buddy, if if you think you can contain the spiders, they've already beat you. They've already beat you. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm looking at something right now. There's a spider bite that causes erections that can last for two to three yeah. hours at a time. Sp- spider boners? Spider boners. <laughs> no. If you need, that's a way we can make use of them. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zin nicotine pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zin nicotine pouches are already there. Zin has helped millions of people achieve a lasting change earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Zinn, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I feel like the, the, what, if, what if your semen is venomous? Spider-Man. Like uh, Hancock? Yeah. Yeah, what if that happens? 
sentiment. That'd be tough. I don't, I don't, I don't trust it. I would not, I would not get bit by the boner spider. <laughs> no way. Actually, who was it? Was it Pat Light or was it Brian Johnson that told the story about getting uh, bit by a spider that it kind of like eroded their flesh? Oh yeah. Do you do you remember I that? Was, I think it was Brian I Johnson. Was, yeah, I think it was BJ. So that that definitely does happen. Yeah. Yeah, because when they How were playing, they were playing maybe for Pat Light uh, out Brian Johnson. They were roommates. No, I know. That's why I think it was one of them talking about the other. I I think I think both of them discussed it. I think Pat told the story and then we confirmed it with BJ. Like they were playing for Greenville, the drive. And like Brian got bit by a spider and like whatever the was inside the venom, it just like ate a fucking hole in his arm. Yeah, so when they're like they think we're a big rock. That's when I find that hard to believe. I would never do that to a rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, uh, that was talking spiders with, with the Mick man. Yeah. And a call about the moon. And uh, yeah, yeah. We started on the moon. Also, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see you this weekend, right? Uh, yeah, it's Monday. But yeah, the weekend feels just so it's too early to say this, but it's right. It's right, yeah. This weekend, no, definitely right. This weekend, I'll uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see you this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is uh? You didn't see me at Fenway when I was there, which was rude. I'm gonna what? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Coley went to Fenway and just told me that he was going to Fenway when he was there. He was like, "Well, that's not true." When when did you tell me you were gone? Just more the second I woke up that morning, I tried to do socks, which I, I don't really do. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just said, eh. <laughs> I didn't know that that meant, hey, I'm going to Fenway with my whole family. Like socks I mean, you know, in in my lexicon, in my life, in my in my circle, I feel like if someone texts me socks question mark, they're almost like checking in on me. Like you good. Like that's 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 how I interpreted that text message. I like socks question mark didn't to me say, "Hey, are you going to be at Fenway today? I'm going with my whole family. It would be cool to meet up." Like socks question mark is more like, "You live? Hey, yeah." But that's for other people, not for me. Yeah. Oh, I also, I it would be wild for me to assume that you were going to make the trip down from uh, Maine to go to Fenway. What day of the week was it? Oh. Sunday. Saturday. Yeah. So, no, that's. I said, I said, socks. You said, eh. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then four hours later, I said, tell AC and the boys that the girls' first game to so no fucking around today. Uh. And then you said, oh, you're doing a socks today. And I said, fucking socks. Yeah. Two more hours go by. I said, where is that? And so that's still at this point. There's been no indication that you will not. The guy who lives at Fenway Park will not be there. And I, I said, I don't, I don't really. I don't go. I don't go on Saturdays a lot. I don't like four o'clock games. That's the thing. I don't like four o'clock games. It's it's too early for dinner. It's too late for lunch. It's 
It's just smack dab in the middle of the day. I don't know. I don't like I don't like four o'clock games. Well, they serve baseball there. It's not really a food place. Yeah. Um, so I said at four twenty two, where are you? You said my house, which I found to be confusing because I feel like you're the kind of person who would say Fenway's their house. Uh which is what I replied. And then mm-hmm. you said second house, which didn't really clarify it for me. Um and then I said, Is there some sort of wrestling event tonight? <laughs> That's the only explanation for why I would be at Fenway. Yeah, and you said I hate four o'clock games, won't participate. See? That checks out. And then later that day, that was the game. Sale went like eight shut, and then they lost. Um, and I said, I specifically asked you to really relay a message of no fucking around today. Um, and then you said, or it would have locked that game down. Oh, that's that's an outdated take. Jesus. <laughs> that's fucking super outdated. See? See, Tyler? I I was nice to Caleb Ort even when no one was watching. Even when no one was watching. That Did it bring you joy? Shit. Did it bring you joy the last couple of days or were you no. just sitting there angry? No. No, I felt nothing. I didn't care. If he gave up a home run, I wouldn't have tweeted it. And when he went two innings and retired the side in order both times, I felt nothing. That he robbed that from me. Like I, I, I supported him, and now I don't give a fuck about his existence. If he sucks, don't care. If he does well, don't care. I, I think I just that's don't the care. worst. Indifferent is the worst. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, uh, I have no emotion towards him. We have some news. What fucking uh, fucking Chris Murphy? Yeah. Woo! Breaking news. He's been horrendous at AAA this year, so this is actually nothing to feel excited about whatsoever. Ship sinking, Coley. Don't say that. Ship sinking. Chris Murphy crashed into an iceberg. Yep. Right ahead. There's icy water. Let's just say there's icy water alerts right now. Is he? Did he just get called up? I zoned out. Yeah, he's got an ERA of almost eight. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, I mean, he's cooking, but Copy of that DFA today, don't care for that. Yeah. Um, you were upset, Coley? And, yeah, I mean, this team like, doesn't have a lot of cool players at the moment. He was by far the coolest, um, and now he's gone, so it's less cool. And then your fucking tweet bummed me out. When I was on break, uh, that's the first thing I see is the Red Sox in a DH Trevor story, like he's fucking Bryce Harper. He's not like Bryce Harper. Do they understand that? You you asked for what the H and DH stands for. I right? saw you got a lot of blowback about that tweet. I did. Mm-hmm. From who? I don't know. People were like, people were up. People people like Trevor Story. I know that you're not his biggest fan. I'm but- literally the only person who cares about him. We've gone over. It. You're the only person who cares about Trevor Story? I'm the one who was worried about his arm. I'm the one who was worried about rushing him back too too quick. I've, I've said that on this show. I care deeply about Trevor Story. Well, um, he's bad at hitting. I don't know why he he's not bad at hitting. He's not bad sure. at hitting. He's not. In Boston, he was. No, he's not bad at yes. hitting. He Do you think he'll be the same, Coley? Coming off surgery? I don't like. Yeah, a, I've all I've long said. I think it's not that easy to just DH full time, 
I do think it's a special skill that not everyone can do. I think the uh, irony of it is that they, like, yes, they could use his bat, of course, but they need him back for his defense. They don't need him back for his bat right now. They only need him for his defense. Like, if, if, um, if him and Emmanuel could, like, become one person, I think that would solve most of our problems. Yeah. And- been a while since he's a if i'm being honest with you i think story well yeah he wasn't great with the bat last year he was lee average i just don't think he's gonna end up DHing. i think core was saying that to keep the door open but it doesn't it won't work with this roster for him to sit here and not give you anything defensively they can't afford it there's ice in the waters there is ice in the waters do you think you, you pay a guy 180 to just be a glove like that's insane but I think he'll be a better bat than he was last year. I, I think there was an adjustment period. I think the toe tap is something that was working before he kind of twisted his ankle on that bag and that ended up or messed up his heel, whatever it was for the final couple of weeks of the season. But I expect him to be better than the player he was last year. We saw flashes. Give me a fully healthy yeah, Trevor story yeah. that's playing his natural position. He's comfortable another year in Boston. Well, not really. He's been in Florida this whole time. No, but they talked about it. Just his presence in the clubhouse and kind of growing into his role on this team as a leader. Like guys kind of huddling around him and he was one of those guys setting the tones in spring training. I don't expect yeah. him to show up and be like Nolan Arenado. I think we're going to get a like a, you know, 270, 280, 30 home run season. But can you give me 250 with like 20 jacks? And great defense? What did we finish with last year? 13? Yes, I think so. And that was all over like a three-week stretch in May. It was 16 homers in 94 games. So he should be able to at least give you 25. 25 and just give me a little more batting average. That's assuming a lot of help, which like he just hasn't had. But a majority of it was the elbow. Like he had the heel thing at the end of last year, but that was more rare. You can't help a guy getting his hand broken. Especially when the Red Sox medical team... Well, when the Red Sox medical team tells you you're fine. We're not blaming the medical... He swung at a ball that was going to hit him. That's how he broke his hand. Yeah, it came in on him. And then the Red Sox medical team said, hey, hey, Trevor, you're okay. Keep, you know, we're going to have you back in two weeks. And then they're like, ah, well, actually, you kind of have a broken bone in your wrist. Story would never play for that team that just beat Endicott. <laughs> Why? Are you throwing you, shade at Endicott right now? Did you see that team that just beat them? No. They've, <laughs> they've played. Did you see the story, Tyler? No, I didn't. I think Suspetta's uh, family barbecue did an article and it was like, there's a C3 team. When they see a pitch coming, they don't move a fucking inch. They've been hit it's something like 150 times in 30 games or something like that. Just absurd <laughs> amount of games. 153 times in 51 games. <laughs> Holy shit. It's so many. It's so many. All right. So this is what Trevor Story's trying to do. <laughs> but that team, like, unless they have like a 50-man roster, they all just kind of <laughs> shake it off and go to first. Holy shit. Since 2014, they've averaged 111 hit by pitches per season. It's my favorite team. That has to be cheating. 
but yeah, he can't DH. No, I, I would agree with like, you on right. that. The bat's glove, not good enough to DH. His, his glove was the whole thing, and his, we'll see how his arm looks after surgery, I guess, next year. I think that I'm not really worried about the defense for him at short, though. I know some people keep saying that, but if the elbow's right, I look at the same way as I do a pitcher. It should be stronger than ever, especially when you've been playing with a bum one for years. I mean, you're the one who's been exclusively calling it hoofy for since I've met you. <laughs> What'd you say? You're the one who's been calling his elbow hoofy. It, it was hoofy. Barbecue chicken. It was it coming right off the damn bone. Hmm. Oh, not every surgery is the same. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. Like his glove's great. I have no questions with his glove at all. It's his arm and his bat. I have questions with, and I don't know that either have been answered. And some of it's not his fault. A thousand percent. The bat last year was his fault. He wasn't good at that. It's crazy here. Jared Davis good at hitting last year. I I I didn't say. He, I just said he wasn't bad. He was league average, one hundred two OPS plus. Yeah. He 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 wasn't bad. What? I can't like we'll talk. He was worse than Jose Iglesias. I mean, Jose Iglesias wasn't even in the league last year. Oh, that was two years ago. Well, that was my point. Two years ago, he was. <laughs> we downgraded from that position. But Iglesias is washed. If you look at it, right? If Story had just stayed somewhat healthy for like 120 games, we're talking about 20 home runs, 20 bags, and you know, a league average bat with great defense at second base. If you get 20 homers at shortstop, 20 stolen bases, and above average defense, as long as you're a slightly above average bat, that's still a really valuable player. You're not, you're not going to be prime Xander Bogarts. I don't think anyone's expecting that, but let's be real. Prime Xander Bogarts doesn't exist anymore. Whoa. Sorry, it's the wow. truth. Wow, that wrist is how, not looking so hot. Xander is bad now, but Trevor's story is amazing, unbelievable. <laughs> Xander Bogarts plays a very good shortstop. I'll give him. I want. Z- I wanted Xander here, but a 105 OPS plus. That's basically what Trevor's story was last year. Oh, I just heard that was great. You get, I was literally just told that was unbelievable. No, that's for a shortstop. That's fine. But is that prime Xander Bogarts? No. Prime Xander Bogarts was a guy who was hitting, you know, 30 home runs, 23, 23. That's not Xander Bogarts anymore. All I'm saying is Trevor Story can give you something along those lines. Xander has like seven right now, right? Yeah, seven homers. But the batting average is 252. 725 OPS on the year. Batting average. Uh, Do you want the 725 OPS? Does that do it for you, Coley? What was the stories last year? Like six ninety three. Story seven thirty seven. Okay, right. That's all I'm saying. Like you can get that kind of production. Xander Bogarts isn't getting paid to do that. Well, no. I mean, his contract's dumb. Exactly. Now, if you would have got it for five years, one fifty, like you should have, or six one eighty, whatever you want to call it, I'd be happy. Right, if I'd given him Trevor Story's contract, I'd get yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you had done that yeah. last spring training and you had both, we'd be in a much better place. Which was my has been my problem since the day Story signed that deal, and will continue to be. Which is fair because that was a, a blown opportunity. It's the reason we're having a bridge mm-hmm. here right now. It's the same reason Nate Evaldi isn't on this team either. Oh, if people want to kill me for tweets, go back and look at my off-season plan from last August, which was just bring everyone back. 
people in the comments were beside themselves. Now everyone's like, why didn't we keep walking Evaldi? Because no one wanted them. Yeah, I, the Waka one annoys me. The only one that I really agree with is Evaldi because like they agreed that he was going to be good. They had the money and they took it off because they felt like they couldn't get it under the luxury tax. They had already handed money out. JD Martinez was never going to do that here. I'm sorry. He got reunited with his hitting coach. It's awesome. I'm happy he's hitting. It was not going to happen here. Michael Walker was fucking begging for a team to sign him. The Padres gave him this shit deal where they basically were like, hey, man, we're going to have, you know, here's a bunch of player options and we'll kind of play it out. We'll see if you can get the James Paxson two for 32 after this year. If not, we're going to just keep you around on cheap deals for the next four years. It was just security. Let's talk about Cerebral. <clears throat> Cerebral is here for anyone who's looking for help with their mental health, no matter where you are in your journey. Cerebral helps people with anxiety, depression, stress, insomnia, and more. And if you feel like you're experiencing burnout or processing a major life event, um, like, I don't know, maybe you killed your dog, Cerebral is care that's ready for you. It's 100% online. You take a brief questionnaire. You get matched to a care team based on, on your needs and preferences. Through the Cerebral app, you can schedule your sessions, get your questions answered, and access additional mental health resources. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides medication management online through a licensed provider if clinically indicated. Connect with your therapist on your own schedule through your laptop or the Cerebral mobile app. Schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you. Don't have to wait weeks to be seen. 80% of the members see a provider within five days. You can do your sessions on a laptop or a phone, so you can always find an area at home where you're most comfortable. Affordable treatments that are one-third of the price of traditional therapy. Treatment options are available with or without insurance. Cerebral is in-network with several insurers, and they're working every day to grow their partnerships. With N-Network, your monthly cost will be even lower. Cerebral understands that finding a therapist isn't a linear journey. If your therapist isn't a match, Cerebral will help you find a provider that meets your needs. 50% of Cerebral's uh, clinicians self-identify as people of color. It's important to Cerebral to have a diversity so you can get treatment that uh, the people deserve. Our listeners, right now, got a deal for you. You will receive an exclusive 50% off your first month of therapy by going to Cerebral.com slash Jared. That's J-A-R-E-D. Cerebral.com slash Jared for 50% off your first month of therapy for quality mental health care that's accessible and affordable. Join Cerebral today. <sighs> um, I mean, I guess we can talk about Chris Sale now. Uh... Are you are you are you gonna hang around, Cole? You what's your what do you want to do? Um, I mean, I feel bad for Chris though, like terrible. Um, anytime anyone's like, oh, I just felt happy playing sports for the first time in a long time, and now this shit happens again. Uh, not good. Then I was even, and the rest of the rotation. Can you remember a pitcher like Brian Bell? Rebeo, excuse me, um, giving up the softest contact of all time and just giving up runs. Like it happens every game. And it's not even his fault. Uh, yeah. So now the rest of the rotation is just bad. Like, is Paxton <laughs> relies on Paxton now? I guess. Paxton's a mixed bag. We got Cutter in there now. 
Yeah. We get fucking Chris Murphy. We get we get the Murph dog. Mm-hmm. Stop the barking. It's a whimper. What? Does that bring back fucking bad memories? Bullet didn't have time to whimper. <laughs> no. No, it was just like, wham! It's tough. Uh, I feel bad for Chris Sale. I mean, it, I, it sucks. The whole situation sucks. Like, hearing him talk about it sucked. Uh, losing him as your frontline guy sucks. I feel like the vibes. When when did the season really take a, a turn for the worse? It was it was the Cardinal series, right? That's when it felt like it was like, all right, you were riding so high, you had the chance to like take it to the next level, clean up, keep stay hot, and then you got sidetracked. But there were like miniature ups over that. Like you go it and took take a series from the D backs and the Padres, San Diego, right? Like yeah. those were nice, but then it was like things fell off the wheels against the Angels in the middle of that. It just felt like when everything when parts of the team started to fire differently like you know you couldn't get them to pitch well and hit well in the same game yeah before then you could do they weren't even pitching well it was really the bats leading the way but you were able to pull those wins off once you start pitching well you couldn't hit you're really not doing any of those things super well right now Mm -hmm. It, it it felt like and i'm not blaming him i think he's good but it felt like Kenley got his 400 saves and they were like, season's over, fellas. Like, from, <laughs> he, he hadn't blown a save, got his 400. He blew the next two. He, he blew oh. one save. He blew the uh, Guardians save. So maybe it was a tie game. He came in and he got the loss then. Um, but I know he had two shaky appearances immediately after that. And then the West Coast happened after that. Uh, like you said, Took two out of three from the D backs, took two out of three from the Padres. And then, yeah, that Angel series was really felt weird and it hasn't felt right since. And I don't think it's Kenley's fault. I don't think there's any correlation between the two. That's just the point I can point to. And it was like, it feels like up until that point, they were playing relatively competent baseball. And then after that, not as much. Yeah. I mean, you, you go out on the West Coast. And it's a it's it's not an awful West Coast trip, but it wasn't a great West Coast trip. And you take two out of three series, and it's still a losing trip. Yeah, and you're thinking to yourself, um, got to get back to Fenway to get that home cooking going, and then you lose a series to the Cincinnati Reds, and then the next team to come to town is the Tampa Bay Rays, who just straight up wiped their ass with you this year, one in seven against Tampa. So like even. Even coming back home, like the West Coast trip felt weird, but then you come back home and it's like, all right, we get the vibes going again. It's different. We're back at home and it just did not go your way. It did not go your way. And uh, it's I'm not going to say it's not going to get any easier because I I like their odds against the Guardians like that team can't hit for shit. Uh, But then you got go to the Bronx. And they're playing good ball right now, even though they don't have judge and judge. I mean, they, they probably won't have judgy. That's the word on the street. Like, uh, I don't feel good for Judge, but I'll take that. But I don't know. I, I, I thought even in this series, kind of reminding me of the Cardinal series a little bit where I just didn't love Cora's management of Kenley. I, I thought it was it was too much where they had him go in, you know, in that second game against the Cardinals after blowing the first one. It's like, all right, everyone thought he was going to get a breather. He didn't. You go to him twice in that in that first game or the first doubleheader. Great. He got you the save in game one. Game two, like, 
He had already thrown 16 pitches. Do I really want my 35-year-old closer that's been dealing with up and down velocity, some back problems, hasn't looked exactly sharp? Do I push him twice in the same day? Now, you know, Nick Pavetta was ready. He was, you know, good to go, available. A lot of people say, well, look what Nick Pavetta did today, right? Would it have been any different? I don't know. I didn't love the decision to push Kenley there. Not for the fact that, like, you know, I understand you have your options, the bullpen's tax, whatever it may be. But like he had hit 97 in that first outing of the day. Was it was that should that have been enough for you to been like, all right, this is the best he's looked since all that stuff happened. Do we need to push him twice in the same day here? And then they let him wear it. They didn't go and save him. They told you, you got to go get out of this. I think he ended up throwing 43 pitches combined on the day. Not great. Not great. Not saying Pavetta would have got it done, but. You know, a fresh Pavetta who up into that point hadn't walked anyone was on a kind of nice little ride there. Who knows? He still got a score running. I don't have a lot of faith they would have done that either. No. No, I just I need I need another clean slate. It's almost like you needed a clean slate after the West Coast and it wasn't even that bad. And then it's just worse. Now you need another change of scenery. Hopefully, hopefully it looks better in Cleveland. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully, you know, you get a nice little reset in Cleveland, Ohio. It, it's on the young guys in this rotation. Like, Chris Sale is not here to kind of be the backbone anymore. If you guys can't step up and get the job done, this team is going to, it's going to fall. It's going to fall pretty quickly because you can't get by with garbage starting pitching. The offense is not going to be able to do what it did the first month. No. Or at least produce runs with some of the luck they were having and the guys that were hot at that time. Yeah, I don't know. Whitlock, Hauk, Bayo, Cutter. Go. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's but what just, are the like best case? What are those guys? Whitlock's maybe a three. Bayo, Bayo can maybe be a two, but Cutter, Cutter's probably like a four best case. Hauk. That's Mix, why I like that might know, be a fifth best, you know, fifth starter. If everything kind of goes right, at least where he's at right now. This is a separate conversation, but it's kind of related to what you just said with like the rotation. It's like, yeah, we get this guy, that guy and this guy. Uh, people were like, "Oh, what? When are you going to start doing Red Sox interviews? Like you're interviewing like all these other players for Baseball's Dead, and you're not doing any Red Sox interviews." It's like, who? Like the team has no stars. Like your two best players, Rafael Devers, does not do uh, English speaking interviews. Uh, Masataki Yoshida does not speak English. Uh, Chris Sale, good luck approaching him. Like I, that that that's the next biggest star. And then after that, it's like Verdugo, who uh, he's not super, I don't want to say super approachable, but he's never around. Like, I, I don't have any way to contact Alex Verdugo. He's like a strict routine guy, too. Yeah, like I'd never, I never, I, I've seen him once this year. That's it. And it was like in passing. Uh, so yeah. doesn't, I, I believe, you know, he does all his post game interviews in his language as well. With the, yeah, he does. He has a translator. Like there's just like other teams where there's just more vibrant personalities. Like the Red Sox don't have like a lot of vibrant personality. Like, I guess like Justin Turner would be cool. I would like Kenley. to do that one. Kenley would be cool. I yeah. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few, but uh yeah, I mean like these guys maybe maybe it would be easier on the road, but like I don't travel with the team. They're just very not around. Like me and Jake were there on Sunday. And we didn't even see anyone like they were not out and about. The Rays were out and about. 
No one was out and about for the Red Sox. It did make me a little sad that Justin Turner was the only one who showed up to Rob Refslander's press conference. Yeah, me too. I I don't mean in a way like I'm not going to act like I know protocol for anything like that, but it was like Turner's the only guy like sitting there as Refslander's getting this extension. I was like, damn, nobody else could like pull up and just even for a couple minutes to take a picture and be there. I did that. I forgot about that. But yeah, that that also stood out to me as well, where it was just a funny image of Justin Turner just sitting in the back row there as Rob Ref Snyder. And like, I'm happy for Rob. I like Rob. But even just like the, the image of like, what would be the equivalent? Because uh, he's like, he's, he's like a fourth, fifth outfielder and like having like a press conference for it just for that. It's almost like, we need positive vibes. People like Rob Ref Snyder. Let's have a press conference. I have a good call. one year contract. Like it's not like you. It's do like press if they gave IKF an extension. Probably. I mean, IKF starts. Yeah, but like but viewed not more even when they're healthy in a utility role. <laughs> it was. It would be like if they had a press conference for Eric Hinsky in 2007. <laughs> that Chris Young extension pressure is going to go crazy. Yeah. It's it's a one year deal for a fourth. It's a platoon outfielder, fourth outfielder. It just felt to me like they were like the fans like Rob Ref Snyder. We got to do a press conference. <laughs> like, it's just well, I've never, I cannot recall a, a, any team, any team having a press conference to announce the extension, a one year contract for a fourth outfielder. What was that? I don't know. Heim looked very excited, though. Like, Heim had the same smile he had on his face when Devers got his money, too. Yeah. But again, like, Rob's a good guy. Like, I, he's like, everyone likes Rob Ref Snyder. Easy guy to root for. He's got guaranteed money. I'm really happy for him. But the press conference felt to me like, oh, man, this, this series could go bad. So, like, <laughs> let's... uh <laughs> Let's get Rob in front of a mic and uh, we'll have a press conference. I don't know, but not to not to shit on his moment because that is cool for him. It just felt very. Uh, we got to do this because the vibes, <laughs> the vibes are not good. It worked for a game. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, are there any other thoughts on this series? I, I don't really fucking I just I don't I don't fucking care to go into like the games like the the nitty gritty of it uh shut up brennan bernardino all right give you some give, uh, all no, right i'm done no, I'm stop. stop i won't do this again <laughs> when are they gonna learn uh two things one when uh pitchers are gonna throw outside with two strikes it's most likely gonna go to the opposite field they haven't learned that um i don't know how many hits they're gonna give up doing that. I thought it was a Vasquez problem for a long time. He's been gone for a while. Uh, and then the other one, when are the outfielders going to learn that there's cutoff guys? We have like the most shrimp-armed outfield. Like Verdugo can throw it a little, but Duran, you have no arm. Like Yoshida, not much of an arm. Why? Ref Snyder, today, why do these guys think they can throw out anyone? Anyone at home? Devers Verdugo is pointing can. at second base. Yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Verdugo his credit. But even him, at times, it's like, dude, just you don't have to go home. 
We don't all have to be 2021 Hunter Renfro. But he, he, I think he's part of the problem too, because he constantly let guys go from first to second, Mm -hmm. trying to throw out nobody at home. Like we don't throw people out at home. We just don't. And we try every game and every game that costs us more runs. It's just another way you like fuck these young pitchers because like the last thing they need is for you to make their life harder and you're giving all these guys free doubles instead of a single where you can get the double play. It happened today. It happens every game. And so yeah. does uh, it happen to Bayo. He threw a ball low outside to a lefty. I can't remember which one today. And it was, I believe he had two strikes and he just pokes it right down the third baseline. Everyone's still shifting like there was a lefty up and this is been a consistent problem for years now and they just they're not on the same page defensively in any regard like none none of the regards are they on the same page i do think it's an interesting thing to, that it has been a common theme for three years even with different groups of players yeah i, I think that's where like you know i'm not putting it on core because a lot of it is roster construction guys that are in positions they probably shouldn't be but I think Cora said it himself. It's like, you know, year after year, it's tough to justify this continuing to be a, a massive problem when you talk all off season, every time about it being fixed. I mean, I think that's why you see him apologizing like he is. This has been going on since fucking 2014. Like that, that's a, that's as far back as I can recall. I remember like, Rusne Castillo and uh, Jackie Bradley and Mookie <laughs> Betts, like they they were yeah. doing that shit back then, under under fucking Johnny Steelcock back the, in the day. That's why the Little League Homer, like I know a lot of people wanted to be like, oh my god, like Bloom Ball, all these players are like in the wrong position. It's like, well, Verdugo made the throw to Valdez. Valdez is pretending he can field, but like Connor Wong gets the ball, he absolutely fucking. Airmails it into center he field. Like, Nomar tossed yeah. it into and center. Then, and then Duran, who's been good in center field, just not backing up a ball. Like just he's sitting in right field with Alex Verdugo. And they're just like, oh, and Verdugo's the one who runs the ball down and throws yeah. it back in. It's like, that's like IQ. Like that's simply just like knowing what to do in certain situations. The fact that it's been this many years and some of these guys can't, you know, put it together or realize in the moment, that's scary. Love, love the socks. And I love I love Max too. HBO Max. There's a new service called Max, Coley. Did you know about this? No, I was too, just, I was too busy reading about Moon 3. They, they put a new moon up there. The third one. Ooh, third one? Shouldn't they have a second mm-hmm. one first? No, no. No, that's, that's what they want you to think. Ah. Okay. Um well, there's a new streaming service called Max. And it's a sure bet with everything on HBO Max including HBO, the DC Universe, Adult Swim together with TLC, Discovery, Food Network and more. Max has some of the best content out there. There's literally something for everyone in your household. Uh plans start as little as 9.99 a month. Um, subscription required, obviously. Visit max.com to sign up today. Uh, they got all the HBO originals Succession, House of the Dragon, Euphoria. 
Oh, yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Big Bang Theory's on there. Used to be a big Big Bang Theory guy. Used to be? Yeah, it's not like a show anymore. Well, you can watch it on max.com. Sign up, get your subscription, and there you go. Uh, All right, stop and shop, look ahead. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Stop and shop, look ahead. Brought to you by Stop and Shop. Head on down to Stop and Shop. Use promo code section 10 to get 10 cents off your tangerines when you buy at least five pounds of tangerines only at Stop and Shop. Uh, wait, so what's today? Today is Monday. Okay. All right. Tuesday, June 6th, James Paxton versus Shane Bieber. Biebs going in game one of the series. Game two, you're going to get Cutter Crawford versus Tanner Bibby. Is that his name? Tanner Bibby. Is that the pronunciation? I feel like I've heard it a weird way. It's B-I-B-E-E. How would you pronounce that? That's Bibby. Hold on. Give me one second here. It's not Bybee. No, I think I think that is what it is. Bybee? Yes. Hold on. Bibee. I need a pronunciation <laughs> here. Give me one Who second. Who are you asking? It's B-I-B-E-E. B-I-B-E-E. Bibee. Coley, how would you pronounce that? Coley Beeb. Beeb? <laughs> Beeb. Anyway, I'll report back. Yeah, let me know. Sunday, Garrett Whitlock versus Aaron Savale. Uh, Shane Bieber. Still good. Not an ace. Still very good. Not a big strikeout guy no more. Four and three, three seven two ERA, one twenty nine WHIP, six point four strikeouts per nine. Uh, he is sporting his worst ERA since his rookie year and his worst FIP, four fourteen of his whole career. Uh, probably comes back to the K's as previously mentioned. He is two point five strikeouts per nine worse this year than he has been in any other season of his career. Um, he only has more than four strikeouts in a game twice this year in twelve starts. And they were both in his uh, second start of each month. Um, This is his first start in June, so we should be safe. Uh, Shane Bieber got lit up his last time out against Baltimore. Four innings, eight hits, seven earned, two walks, four strikeouts, gave up a bomb. Uh, Each of his previous two seasons, Bieber's curve and slider have had a whiff rate of over 40%. This year, the slider is 29% and the curve is 31%. He was... All right, bye, Coley. It's Tanner Bybee. (laughs) Bybee. Oh, Bybee. <laughs> he was 78th in whiff percentile last year and is down to 29th this year. Uh, he has never been a big velocity guy, but his 92, 91.2 mile per hour heater is in just the sixth percentile. Uh, he has eight walks in his last three starts, which isn't helping his cause either. He faced the Red Sox on April 28th, went Seven innings, five hits, two earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts, and a W. I remember that. I was there. Um, the Guardians are five and seven when he pitches this year. Red Sox hitters, 257 with a 736 OPS. Devers, three for 13 with two homers. And Jaron Duran is four for six with three doubles. Wow. Uh, Tanner Bybee. Oh, Bybee. 
one and one with a 320 ERA, a 112 whip, and a 9.2 strikeouts per nine. Like the fucking Guardians always have that one guy where it's like, wait, who's that? Oh, he's nasty. Okay. Uh, apparently that's fucking, that's Bybee. He's a rookie. Top 100 prospect entering the year. Okay. He's a rookie. Uh, he has a 323 FIP to back up the ERA. Only has three home runs allowed in 39 and third innings. He's allowed one in each of his last two starts, though. Um, he has allowed more than two earned runs twice in seven starts. They were three and four. Uh, he has three games of at least seven strikeouts. He has five games of uh, either zero or one walks in a game. Um, mostly a four seam slider guy throwing them a combined 77%. Four seam is 95.2 miles per hour. Changeup is his most deadly pitch, though. 15% usage, 148 batting average, 148 slug, 43% whiff rate. The Guardians are 2-5 and five when he starts and have lost three straight, and he's never faced the Red Sox. Aaron Savale, 1-1, one one, a 2.04 ERA, a 108 whip, and a 6.1 strikeouts per nine. He's only made three starts this year after an oblique injury in April. This would be his second start back from the injury. First start back was on the second against the Twins. Five innings, four hits, no earned runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. Got a no decision. He's yet to allow a home run in 17 and two-thirds innings pitched. He has a sinker four seam that can touch 92, but he throws his 87-mile-an-hour cutter 80, uh, 43% of the time. His curveball is devastating. Hitters are only one for 15 against it this year, with the only hit being a single. Only a 14% whiff rate for a 90.6 average exit velocity. Sounds like he's due for a regression, maybe. Guardians are one and two when he starts and have only scored five runs total in support of him. So that's not good. Red Sox hitters, seven for 19, couple doubles. Uh, Duran and Reese McGuire have those doubles. James Paxton. Uh, by game score, his last outing was the best of. Uh, his season so far, five innings, four hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts, only one walk, was also the first of his four starts where he didn't allow a home run. He had 22 whiffs in that game, his fifth best of his career. Uh, a little concerning that he's hardly getting anyone to chase and is getting hit very hard. 18th percentile for chase rate and average exit velocity, seventh in barrel percentage. He is, however, 93rd in strikeout percentage and 81st in whiff percentage. Red Sox are one in three when he starts. Uh, Guardians hitters, five for 26. Uh, Joe Ram, two for 14 with a double. Uh, Cutter Crawford, one and two with a 348 ERA and 095, uh, 095 whip and an 8.8 strikeouts per nine. Was a successful opener in the second game of a doubleheader against the Rays. Three innings, two hits, one earned run, did not walk a batter, struck out three. This was his first start since April 9th. Uh, his bullpen stats have been great. Eight games, five games finished, 21 and a third innings, 11 hits, four earned, four walks, 18 strikeouts. Uh, Cutter has some fucking great percentiles. And you, I know how much you love percentiles, Tyler. Are you ready for these? Let me hear them. 99th percentile in chase rate. 99th, Ooh. 92nd in walk percentage and 88th per, uh, percentile in hard hit rate. Hmm. Guardians hitters, 8 for 38. 
Uh, Mike Zanino looks like 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Okay. Someone was complaining that they don't like the order that, that they, they would rather me do like Paxton Bieber, uh, Cutter, Baby, 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 and Whitlock and Savale. They would rather me do it that way. Um, but like game by game, and we make predictions. No, they would rather me do it like Red Sox pitcher, Guardians pitcher, Red Sox pitcher, Guardians pitcher. But I'm like, here are the starters for the Guardians, and then here are the starters for the Red Sox. I don't know. How, how, how should I do it? Jake, how should I do it? I think you just do you and keep doing it the way you've been doing it. Thank you, Jake. I appreciate that a lot. You suck on it. Thank you. Even the manager agrees. Uh, prediction time! Jake, what do you got? Let's see. They need a sweep so fucking bad. Yeah. They really do. And I'm going to go sweep. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Lock in the sweep for Jake. Um, Tyler, who do you like in this series? I'm a little nervous. Uh, I I look at this and I see two games that are going to be very bullpen heavy. You got Cutter Crawford, who's not fully stretched out, went three innings and Cora's like, I have to protect him. So like, you know, you hope for three, maybe four. And then you have Chris Murphy, who's not a big league pitcher at this point. He's not he, he's not even a starter at AAA anymore. They've moved him into that long relief role. I hope we get a good version of Pax in the one that we've gotten a majority of the time. But of course, he's going up against Shane Bieber. And Shane Bieber hasn't been Shane Bieber this year. The stuff hasn't bounced back like thought a lot of people were hoping it would with him. The Red Sox have their back against the wall. They, they lose another series. This is really turning into a slide, especially ahead of the Yankees. I'm expecting them to come out with some fire. I thought we saw a little bit of that today. They just they couldn't get anything with it. Hopefully in this series, they can take two out of three. We saw the Red Sox play really well against them earlier in the season at Fenway. They need to get back on track there. Give me two out of three. I'll take the first two. I'm assuming they're going to lose the Chris Murphy game. Mm. Mm. Empty all your bullets. And then on Murphy Day, send out Kluber after him and just let that game play out. I thought Murphy was this weekend. He's starting against Cleveland, right? That's. Uh, I think that's the report from uh, Cotillo. Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. So another tweet actually from Cotillo a couple minutes ago. He'll be, He'll be active, active tomorrow. tomorrow out of the bullpen. And then they're going to play it. So they, they don't. It's similar to the Kluber situation in the doubleheader. If they need him or if the game gets out of reach, they'll probably go that route. Hmm. Hmm. Not a good sign when your pitching staff is doing things like that. Right. But two out of three, you can't lose another series. If, if you do, you're falling into a really scary backslide. There's going to be some people that are looking for Brian Mata. He's not healthy. Shane Drohan just got to AAA. He, he's not going to be the guy. It was really... Uh, you know, it was kind of Murphy and you look at the rest of like the 40 man. I think the only other healthy pitcher they have on there right now is uh, Ryan Sheriff. So um, it was Murphy or Brandon Walter and Walter's also got his ass handed to him this year. So you weren't getting much either way. Um, uh, happy birthday, Chris Murphy. What day? Today. Oh, well, there you go. Happy birthday. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, wait a second, do I think 
was like, I think me and Chris Murphy follow each other on Instagram. So I went, looked at his Instagram. We do. We do follow each other on Instagram. And then I looked at his story and he has birthday posts from today. So happy birthday, Chris Murphy. Congratulations on getting called up to the big leagues. Can't he has a hard time throwing strikes, but it is higher velocity from the left side. Let's see. I hope that means uh Chris Murphy being in the big leagues means one less player in the clubhouse that uh isn't isn't mad at me. Oh. You seem hurt. No, I'm just not worth not worth it. Not worth my time. You're worth it to me. Thank you, Tyler. I'll always you. be here. Thank you. Yeah. I've been I've been doing just fine going on the visitor side. Me and Jake have been doing having a great fucking time. Me, Jake, Billy. It's been a good time. They're more accepting at this point. Far more. They're way nicer. Like uh uh I was over there and Josh Lowe. Walks right up. Hey, man. I'm Josh. Nice to meet you. I was like, Josh, fucking nice to meet you, too. You've been having a great year. I was like, you're crushing it. Like, you've been, you've been awesome this year. I, I don't want to make you feel bad, and I don't know really how to put this the right way, but, like, you look really ugly compared to Tyler Glassnow, like, when you guys are, like, <laughs> next to each other. He he is a beautiful dude. He's a beautiful he, like, man. He is a beautiful dude. He is. He's very, uh, he's a very beautiful man. And uh, I'm not offended by that at all. But, it's not uh, that you're ugly. Oh, I know. But he's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, he's 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 um he's majestic. He looks like he should be riding a horse. Okay. What, <laughs> is that weird? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know that many like beautiful men are just riding horses what what do you call those things that are half horse half human centaurs he looks like the the human part yeah he could be he has like an eight pack it's not fair yeah it's not fair to be six seven with an eight pack that can throw fucking a hundred mile an hour fastballs and have beautiful hair. It's crazy. He's Why got it all. Some, some like people that. have it all. Some people have it all. You know, Mr. Glasnow, when you when you have a free agency coming along, mm-hmm. think about it. You could be with Jared oh, I, all the time. I, I would. I would let him live with me. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. that was part well, of the interview. Was, that's for was, you. What do you mean? You wouldn't be doing that out of the kindness of your heart. Yes, I would. No, you'd be pleasing yourself. You, you don't, you can't control yourself. Like, look <laughs> at what you post on Twitter. What do you mean? You're on the verge of busting a nut every time he comes up on the timeline. That was part, that was part of the interview was, I was like, you don't have Twitter, so people think that this isn't a two-way street, but when we text, we like sext each other. Whoa. It's a two way pics of you. Sexting isn't just pictures. Okay. Yeah. Sexting more, for the most part is like verbal. It's like uh like almost poetry. Haikus. No. No, no not at all. That's how I talk sexy. <laughs> I send you a nice haiku. 
You you sexed by sending poetry. <laughs> Martha's got some crazy haikus for me. She sends you sexual haikus. I lost you. What'd you say? I, I asked you. She sends you sexual haikus. That's I send the sexual haikus. But I thought I thought she reciprocated. No, no. When when you start reading these, you kind of it's pretty hard to you know put words together after something like that. Got it's kind it. of Can you a give get me to an example. Action. Can you give me an example of one? Um, five seven five uh, is how they go. I know. Uh, for people who are not familiar, yeah. Um, honey, my <laughs> beloved, you make me feel so good, so good. That's not a haiku. Come look under my hood. Do you go back to seven after the last haikus? Hi, hold on, hold on. First of all, (laughs) what's up, babe? No, 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 no. She's probably listening to this, getting all hyped up right now. No, hold on. First of all, that wasn't. You didn't do five seven five. I was counting on my hand. No, you did like three, nine, five or whatever the fuck you did. Also, uh, haikus aren't. I'm not going to say they're not supposed to rhyme, but they typically don't. Well, I got bars. Okay. Jake, like captured water. Was that a good haiku? That was all over the place. Yeah. I think you need to rein it in. I think you need to workshop it. Send me your best love haikus. How do you guys get the ladies or the guys? Uh, I'm open to anything. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a large contingency of uh, female listeners. And I would imagine that they... Kind of like how when I watched the Red Sox, they probably felt nothing when they heard that haiku. Woman love a good poetry. I think it's women love a good poet or women love good poetry, not women love a good poetry. Just meeting you somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay? Like, are you? I've started taking a lot of drugs. Yeah. This recent Red Sox kid. Mm hmm. Like things are good at home? No. Okay. You want to talk about it? Do you want to be here another two hours? No, I don't. Wrap it up. I fucking hate how, like, no matter what we do, we always do two hours. I didn't even want to talk about the fucking games, and we're basically at two hours. You threatened Jake's life that if he did not end the podcast one hour in. I would never threaten Jake. But you threatened mine. Yeah. Unsafe. What's unsafe? I need that kind of coddling and conditioning. Sounds like you're getting a lot of that at home. The haikus do help with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know what? You know how like I do like the gold bottles tweet? 
And now Steve kind of like is trying to copy that by like he used to like shit on the gold bottle sweep, but now he does like the socks kid. Like that's his version of the gold bottle sweep. I think what you should do after if the Red Sox win, you should write a haiku about the game. Ooh. God, that's gonna be even messier. People get on me for my game tweets all the time because I'm rushing no, no, them to no, get no, them no, 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 no. I think if the Red Sox win and you tweet out a haiku about the win, Tyler's haikus has a lot of big time promise, I feel like. We can start it. If anyone's looking for anything, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, no, anything no, no. like that. Nope. nope. No. You have to make it special. Make it special. I want you to write a high every time the Red Sox win. Tyler writes a haiku that talks about just about the game. Could turn the season around. Listen, we could be two months from here saying that the Red Sox have like a 635 winning percentage since Tyler started his haikus. I'm going to start working on the syllables, please. There's no syllables. It's just words. Oh, I thought it was seven syllables and it's words. No, it's words. Oh, that makes right? it way easier. Right? Is it words or syllables? No, it's definitely syllables. Jake. What is a haiku? A haiku. A Japanese poem of 17 syllables and three lines of five, seven and five, traditionally evoking images of the natural world. Is it? Oh, it's syllables. Yeah. Second time in two episodes, you said something really stupid. That makes me feel better. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening that are like, I don't know what the fuck a haiku even is, but now they're learning. Let me come um, show you. Uh, haiku. Un- an unrhymed. So I was right about that. You were wrong because you tried no, to rhyme if it. If you can make it rhyme, no, it's extra no, 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 points. No. This, this says haiku. Unrhymed poetic form consisting of 17 syllables arranged in three lines of five, seven, and five syllables, respectively. Yeah. My pen game go crazy. All right. Well, we're going to find out. And Tyler's Tyler's victory haikus are going to be something special. Like, you can still do... Your fucking baseball emoji post game wrap up. Oh, what's tweet. the negative? What is the negative the, connotation on that? No, 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 no. There's not. There's because I know that you still want to do those. Like those do well. I want you to do them. But I'm gonna if you do a haiku about the game, I'll retweet it. They just have to win. It's asking a lot. But if they win. win, you'll get one. Okay. That's that's all I want. That's all I want. And don't forget. I don't what, forget. You all right. I'm just saying. I was gonna I was gonna like decide what the punishment was if you if you forget, but if if you're that confident, then I won't even think of a punishment. No. You can think of one and you can bring it to the table, but I won't fail you. Okay. Which game do you think they're gonna win? The first two. I think we're gonna get two wins in a row. Did I make a prediction? No. I think they're gonna win one out of three. Which one? Uh, the first so one. Next time we record, the Red Sox will be under 500. Yep. It's a depressing episode. Sorry. 
Play better. Not wrong. Yeah. I mean, what have they shown you that makes you think that they're going to win the series? It's a good question. I think yeah. it's more about where the Guardians are than where the Red Sox are. I mean, Show up and you. do what you did against them earlier in the season. You've yeah. done it before. Unlock the haiku. Hashtag unlock the haiku. Hashtag unlock the haiku. All right. Uh, Anything else? Nothing for you this time. Jake's takes. There's no way Tyler's first haiku is an actual haiku. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's gonna fuck it up so bad. People are gonna like that's gonna be the story. It isn't gonna be like wow, like what a great win. It's gonna be like that's not a haiku. People are gonna be pissed. Hey, listen, we're going to work on it together, but as long as one's no, no, put no. out, it's a no. dub. We're not working on it together. You're doing it by yourself. Game by game, win by win, I'm going to get a lot of opportunities to get better. I'll be the best yeah. haiku writer in the world by the okay. end. Okay. Okay. All right. I want you to be. It's not about want. I need you to be. Thank you. I expect you to be. Aye, aye, my captain. Yeah, no one, no one has your back more than me. That's a fact. You're right, J-Dog. Yeah. I would That's straight what... up take a bullet for you, Tyler. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I just, it's a, it's an expression. It's a an bullet? expression. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll use that one moving forward. Okay. I'd take a bullet for you, Jared. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, enjoy the Cleveland Guardians series. And uh, we will be back on Thursday night, Friday morning. For some more fucking Red Sox baseball. Ooh. Buenos noches, amigos. 